Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hello, everyone. Chris and Melissa Smith here coming at you from Park City, Utah today. I feel like we always have the most random podcast. So today I have to warn you about the baseball sounds that you might hear in the background because the Airbnb where we're staying is right next to a baseball field. So if someone hits a home run, you'll probably hear screaming, shouting. (laughs) Or there's an out at home plate. Yeah. It's actually been really kind of fun. We kind of took a guess on the Airbnb location. Just looking at it on a map, it looked like it was near a park. And I feel like we were really blessed and lucked out because it is like a really fun location. There's pickleball courts right next to us. We played lots of pickleball. There's a park we're at every day, library, skate park. And, and the, the library runs out pickleball equipment. They run out ukuleles. It's just a kind of a cool, we've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Which this is not what this uh, podcast episode is about today, but I do think that for us, we've, we've really enjoyed when we do travel, when we do go on vacations, we try to like really soak in the area, like we're a local living there. It's been fun to do that here in in Park City. Today's episode is actually about the power of gratitude. The reason I thought of this, Melissa challenged our family, I think a few months ago on Sundays to think about the week we just had and to reflect on that and then think about what do we want to be better at this next week or who do we want to become this next week? Or you can ask that question. Melissa asked the question, what is it? What lack I yet? Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, it's like a Bible, a Bible verse. What lack I yet? And it's really helped to kind of bring this this focus to your week. And, and the reason I want to talk about gratitude is we were asking, you know, just like we do every Sunday, hey, what do we want to focus on this week? Or anyone want to share what they thought of? And our oldest son, Tate, he, he shared, instead of sharing what he was going to focus on this week, he actually shared what he had focused on this past week. He said this past week, he'd focused on gratitude. And specifically when he prayed, he said it, he made an, a, an intention to focus less on what he was asking for. And if he did ask for something, you know, try to make it meaningful, but more what he was grateful for. And he said it really made a difference, like in his just attitude, his outlook, his relationships, how he treated people. And I just think we live in a world today where we're constantly reminded, it seems, of what we don't have and what we should have or what we're supposed to do. And and I think gratitude I don't know. Uh, there's a quote. It's not by me, but something like gratitude turn gratitude turns what we have into enough. And I just as easy as anyone can get out of having like a daily or weekly gratitude practice or focus. But it really is amazing how I can be blessed with so many things, like my health, the health of my family, that I have a family, that I have a business that I love. That I mean, just I can just go. I have cars to drive. I have food to eat. I live in this free country. Like. And yet, within a seems like in a in a heartbeat, I can get really caught up in what I don't have and what's not going well. And it's just an interesting, I think, perspective. And it's something that I think we've heard about time and time again in our lives. I know you, Melissa, you've you've 
experimented with different gratitude practices and even had a gratitude journal at one time. Yeah. When I was, um, I only had a gratitude journal for a short time, but when I did, it was super impactful. And this was like, I don't know, almost 20 years ago that I was super religious about it, but it was right after I moved away to college and I didn't know anyone where I had, where I had gone to college. I ended up, you know, meeting the roommates that I was going to have the day I moved in. And at the time I didn't have a cell phone. We didn't have, you know, our house didn't have a phone where I was living. The only way to communicate with my parents was I could go to the the library at the school and email them. So it was just like, I was felt like cut off from everything that I had known and loved like up until that point. And it was really hard, especially, you know, right at first, all my friends, you know, were back in, in the town where I grew up. Anyway, so I started, I did start a gratitude journal then, and it was hard some days. It was just, I would look for like even the tiniest things. Like I remember one entry was like the stars or we had, my roommates and I had like turned cartwheels on the lawn. It was like, cartwheels, but it did, it did make a profound difference. Just looking for those things that I was grateful for and those little moments in every day. That's awesome. And the first thing that came to mind when you said 20 years ago, I was, I'm thinking what, when you're like seven, <laughs> 20 years ago is college, Melissa, we're getting old. But I think something you said there was really profound. Like I had to look for things. I don't know why, like, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if you're this way, Melissa, or like most human beings are this way, but I'm, I think my natural default setting isn't on like gratitude. Like it isn't like natural for me to consistently look for the things that I already have and be grateful for them. I don't know if it's like always been that way, or maybe it's just the day and age we live in and social media. And like, but for me, it's just us. Yeah. Well, and is that true for you? Like my constant, like, it seems like my default setting is it's, it's, it's effortless for me to find evidence for what I don't have and, and feel wanting. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's not going right. And it takes like real effort and practice actually, like you said, look, and maybe that, maybe once you practice gratitude enough, like a gratitude practice, like the, you know, all these studies that talk about when you, when you say affirmations and when you say, when you think about something for a long enough period of time, it starts to literally like, like change the shape of your brain. You know, maybe it's the same with gratitude that you start have to, it, it doesn't require as much effort to look. It just becomes more, more natural. Yeah. I would, I don't know. I also think, so yeah. We've never done a podcast episode specifically on comparison and comparing ourselves, but we've talked about it in different episodes. And I think even when we did a recent episode we did about being present and how that experiment I did for 30 days of putting my phone away in the afternoons, I found myself not comparing as much. I've actually found that when I do focus on gratitude and what I'm grateful for, I have less, I I don't even have a reason to really compare myself to anyone or anything because I'm just grateful for what I have. Yeah, I think that's so true. And that is, that is hard. It's easy to compare no matter how old you are, no matter what you have, like, it's easy to see like, what does my neighbor have over there? Or, oh, look how fast things are happening for them or whatever it is. We should be further along. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Why do you think as human beings, we constantly are looking at what we don't have or comparing ourselves or why we should be further along or we should have more this is a very deep question that I don't know if I can answer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that is like the default setting for a while for, for, for a lot of people. And if you think about the way the world works as far as like getting us to like buy things or like focus on things and market to us, like effective marketing isn't, I don't think marketing works if it's like encouraging us to 
hey, you don't need a new car. <laughs> like no car company is ever going to come out and say like, just be grateful for the car you have. You know, you don't need to drive as nice a car as your neighbor. Or like some of this marketing, like homes or real estate, they're never going to be like, oh, you don't, you don't need to double the square footage of your home or you don't need to like. So it's like, I think a part of it is just constantly in one form or another, bought clothing, cars, homes, like experiences, whatever it is, is constantly just like we're bombarded with it. Like we can't escape it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but one of the things I've noticed living in Hawaii, and, and I can only speak to our experience, we live on the North Shore of Hawaii, which I've just described as, I don't know, how'd you describe it? Like laid back. Yeah, it's like a small, it's a small town vibe, like very laid back. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is a small town. Yeah. And I think it would be, it would be laid back no matter where it was in the world. If you took the North Shore and put it anywhere in the world, it'd be laid back just by virtue of a small town. But then you add to it kind of the beach surf culture that laid back, like hang loose, like type culture that seems to go along with a small area like that near the ocean. And what Melissa and I have commented on so many times living there is like, it really doesn't seem like anyone cares about like the car you drive, about the home you live in, about the clothes you wear. Like materialism just doesn't seem to be a thing there in like a really, really refreshing way. Like, it's the only place I've ever lived where you really can't tell who has money or who doesn't. And even if you could, it wouldn't matter. Like when you're playing at the ocean, nothing matters other than everyone's there in like their swimsuits and they're in the ocean <laughs> or you're out on a surfboard and like, you don't know what kind of surfboard someone has or. So there's just something about that that I think ties in with gratitude around this idea of materialism. And, and I found like coming back to the mainland for me, And again, I'm not saying anything bad about the mainland. This is more my experience. I immediately found myself after being back not for for not very long thinking like, oh man, I can't believe we drive two used minivans. I used to have a really cool truck. (laughs) (laughs) Or like thinking about the home we used to live in or, but when I'm in Hawaii, like I don't miss any of that. And like, I'm just grateful to be there in this beautiful place. And like, and it, you don't even have opportunities. I mean, I, you have opportunities anywhere you're at to spend money, but but truly on the North shore, you'd have to go out of your way to find like local things other than maybe like food and restaurants. So really what matters there for us is like a minivan that gets us to and from the beach with some surfboards and like, it's kind of our life there. Yeah. I'm laughing over here because I just remembered this past week we went to the store to get, so there's a baseball field right by where we're staying and the kids are like, Let's get some baseballs. Let's like practice playing baseball. And some gloves. And some gloves. So we went to the store. We went to Walmart because, we, you know, you can get anything at Walmart. So we're like, let's go to Walmart. There's one (laughs) close by the house. So we went to Walmart and we were coming from the pool and one of our kids lost their shirt at the pool somewhere. Our six-year-old shirt. Our six-year-old. And I do not know how it happened, but, and he has a broken arm right now too. Our six-year-old trip, he, he didn't have a shirt on. Did he have sand? I don't think he had sandals. Yeah, he had sandals. Okay, yeah. he had sandals on. <laughs> Which, you know, no shirt, sandals. Like you're saying, in Hawaii, that'd be like, oh, no big deal. Literally half the people in the grocery <laughs> store in the North Shore don't have shoes on and don't have a shirt on. It's just just the way it is. Like. <laughs> and his hair right now. Also, a lot of the little boys in Hawaii, they have, what would you call his haircut? They kind of like shave the sides down to the back. So it's kind of like this longer mohawk, faux hawk. Mullet. Mullet. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And Trip loves it. So he has a mullet. He doesn't have a shirt on, <laughs> a broken arm. 
And we were like walking through Walmart and people were looking at us like, you. <laughs> you rednecks. You irresponsible. And at first we were kind of like, it like it, truly it didn't even occur to us because we've lived in Hawaii, you know, seven months. Like, And, and then when we got in there and people were looking at us like, oh, that's right. Like people wear shirts here to grocery stores. <laughs> they wear shoes. We felt heavily, <laughs> heavily judged. We're like, oh, we're not in Hawaii anymore. <laughs> and so I say, so, okay, so how does this all tie into gratitude? You know, for me, I have found, I think that I think it happens two ways. The less focus I have on materialism, or the less materialism is is a thing, it seems like gratitude so, somehow kind of fills that void. And I think the more gratitude we have, the less we focus on what we don't have. And yeah, when Tate said that, he had really that was his focus for the the previous week was gratitude and how it made a difference for him. I just thought, man, it's it's one of the most timeless principles, I think, one of the most timeless teachings of being grateful and having gratitude. And I totally forget. And the times I do have, a lot of times in my morning routine when I'm doing my meditation, I just combine that with gratitude and my life operates and my days operate just much better, like I'm more fulfilled and happier when I have gratitude. So what's your takeaway? Like, what are you going to do differently this week? Or Yeah, but then I think for a week, I'm going to have an intention of having a small gratitude practice every morning when I wake up. And then in my prayers at night, like really, really focus on gratitude, but not like the run through the run of the mill, like checklist gratitude. Like I do a lot of times in my prayers. Oh, I'm grateful for this check. I'm grateful for that check But to really ponder and really think about, yeah, like what, what do I have to be grateful for? And another thing is I think gratitude helps us not be self-centered because when you really start counting your blessings and you think about what you're grateful for, you certain you quickly start to realize a lot of this at, a lot of these things I'm grateful for are a blessing. Like I didn't, I didn't give myself great health. I mean, I try to take care of my body, but I, I could easily like have a serious illness or disease that like I was blessed to not have that. Like I have certain like gifts and talents and some I've worked on them. Sure. But like some are just like given to me, like all of us have gifts and like, so I think it also helps you realize like, man, the things that I'm grateful for, I really owe it to God. Like, like it's not been of my own, doing. Yeah. And maybe that's like another huge outcome of it is it, it pulls you out of yourself and has you realize like, Oh, like this, this is all bigger, way bigger than me. So, so as a recap, I would say that what we've talked about is that gratitude can really be powerful antidote against comparison, against materialism and against like getting wrapped up in ourselves and thinking that were the cause of everything great in our lives. So I guess the challenge would be, yeah, like maybe, maybe for a week, Melissa, let's commit ourselves. Will you practice a gratitude challenge? Will you practice a gratitude challenge? Can I challenge you to practice some form of gratitude every day this week? Yeah. I think I'm going to write mine down. Okay. And I think I'm going to do mine like as part of my morning routine. And then in my nightly prayers, have a really just a focus on it. Love it. Okay. Challenge you guys have a gratitude practice. And I think Melissa's ideas, like for some of you, Melissa, we just talk about that real quick, like how you've realized that writing things really works for you lately and why you're going to choose to write yours down. Yeah. Just lately, I've had probably the past couple months, really, I've just been focused in on a journal for a little bit most mornings. And for me, for some reason, writing things down. I can process things so much easier, like emotions and thoughts and feelings. I don't think I'm 
naturally that good at, <laughs> at processing stuff like that. But when I write them down, I don't know if it's like the forced intention of, you know, pen to paper, but what comes out <laughs> when I'm writing is like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's how we feel or that's what I think. Or yeah, I do need to get clear here. It just has made, made a huge difference for me. Awesome. So whether you choose to write them down, say them out loud, ponder on them, pray, gratitude practice for the next week. Talk to you again. Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.